Welcome to the Advancing Women Podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women Podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women Podcast. So I have a question for you, warriors. What are you wearing right now? And how does it make you feel? According to research, people tend to dress the way they feel. If we feel sad or unmotivated, we're more likely to wear unflattering clothing. But this relationship is also reciprocal. We can feel the way we dress. There's a theory known as dopamine dressing. And I heard this and thought, what is that? Because that is very interesting. And I think I need to know more about it. And it's the idea that wearing certain kinds of clothes can help you feel happier, even on days when maybe you're not at your best or you're not feeling great. Fashion is one of the most visible ways we express ourselves. And increasingly, there's a movement to make fashion more playful and inclusive. And I came across my guest, Veronica, on Instagram, and I could not stop watching. Veronica is a fashion lifestyle and body positivity influencer and content creator. And once I started watching, I was hooked. The next thing I knew, I was 60 plus reels in, and the impact was significant. First, I started to rethink my whole attitude on fashion. Then I started to rethink my wardrobe. Then I realized I have to have Veronica on the Advancing Women podcast. So Veronica, I am ecstatic to have you here, and I'm so excited to have this important conversation today, and I just want to give you the warmest welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited as well. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your goals, your posts, how you got here, why you got started. Help us to understand how this all came to be. Yeah. I actually find it funny how life takes you in the direction it's meant to have for you. I originally started posting because as a mother, sometimes you get a little lost in child rearing. And I really, as a creative, I'm a creative person. I needed a creative outlet. I needed something for me, something that I enjoyed, something kind of self-efficient for me. <laughs> no, I, I love that to- because we do, we <laughs> prioritize others and we do for others. And once in a while, it's this decadence of just doing something that is for you and about you. I get it. Exactly right. I just wanted something that was for me, but at the same time, I thought, what is something that I'm passionate about and something that could actually make a difference, which is another passion of mine. I want to pay it forward. I want to leave this place better than I found it. So I started thinking about certain things. And originally, if you go all the way back, it actually started with cooking because I really do feel like food brings people together. It reminded me of my ancestors, of my parents, grandparents. Um, And then it just started taking this turn where I'm like, you know, what I'm really passionate about, what I've always really loved has been fashion and getting dressed up and looking cute. And for a really long time, I didn't do that for myself. You know, I would get up, just wear what I had. And as a stay-at-home mom, I didn't really feel the need to quote unquote, get dressed up or, you know, wear the things that I used to love to wear when I would go to the workplace, when I had somewhere to go. And so just little by little started escaping from me. And I said, what if I use this to find that love again? And through that, because of the fact that I have done a lot of work on becoming confident and my body love and body positivity and even body neutrality, that came across on the screen. And I started to see that a lot of people really resonated with the fact that I'm a typical person who gets dressed every day 
And so it started to resonate with people because they saw themselves, um, something that they don't see a lot in media. They saw a body that was curvaceous, a body that was plus size or mid-size, depending on, you know, which generation you come from. Um, and that really resonated with people because I was not self-deprecating. I wasn't saying that I didn't like the way that my body looked. I wasn't trying to change the way that my body looked. And that really resonated with people. And I saw that it was starting to make a difference in people's lives. And that really took me aback because I said, wow, I'm actually achieving this goal that I really so much wanted. I want to leave this place a better place, but also for women, I want to empower women. I want them to feel good about themselves. And so I started posting more body positive content and that really started to get me a following. And I started posting my outfits and outfits in a way that were fun, outfits in a way that were confident, outfits that I wouldn't have tried back when I was dealing with my body issues. And showing them how it looked on a bigger body, on a plus size body, on a mid-sized body, on a curvaceous body. And we are visual learners. And so people started saying, hey, if she can wear that, be confident, look good in it. It was almost a reflection that they hadn't seen, a reflection of something that they knew was possible that they didn't necessarily realize at the moment, because sometimes it gets so overshadowed by all of these self-doubts and all of these worries. For me, that was the case. When I watched, something that really struck me was, first, I loved this idea of, look at this fashion, look at these models. I love what they're wearing, but I have no idea what that would look like on a person of a more typical size. So why don't we give it a try? And then you would try it. And I could not help but hear the way you talked about yourself in the outfit. And I could not help but notice how awesome it looked. And you'd say, this is a 14, 16 body wearing this outfit that the model's a zero. And I'm thinking, damn girl, you look good. And then I'm thinking, what conversation would I be having with myself though? What would I be noticing about myself? So I started to have this eureka moment watching your reels. And I cannot encourage people enough to go and watch because you have this moment of... How am I talking to myself, both about fashion and about how I look, when I would look at somebody else who's maybe the same size, and they're amazing, and they look gorgeous, and would I be able to say that about myself? And you know, how do I get myself into that habit? And it really did make me start to rethink the choices I was making about fashion and why I was making the choices I was making. Am I really picking the things that I love and orange is my favorite color and, oh, this is such a cool look. Or am I saying, I'm going to wear black all the time because it makes me look thin. I'm going to wear this because it covers that. I'm going to hide rather than express. And when I look at what you do, what I see is expression, not hiding. And I think that is such a wonderfully contagious message that I hope people will glam onto because it's really an important one. Yeah. I feel that my account has grown and I have grown in the way that I approach content creating. Originally, I approached it just where the wind took me. And then I started really analyzing the things that I would have needed to see from my channel as a younger girl. What would I have needed? And like you stated, being able to see these looks that are popular, that are trendy, that are fun on a bigger body, being able to see that it looks good. And basically some people sometimes need a little push, a little confirmation, a little, it's okay, you know? And I almost in a sense can give people the 
a-okay, you know, thumbs up. When I wear it, they say, hey, I can wear this. I feel confident because I feel she looks amazing. And so that's where it started to turn for me. It started to be really centered on every time I post, I think, what are the things that I would have liked to see when I was younger? What are the things that I feel the world needs to see? And so that's why I started that Pinterest series. With Pinterest, it's inherently thin people. When you scroll fashion, the very first thing that you see, you can do a little experiment. When you go onto Pinterest and you Google plus size looks, the first couple will show up and they'll be plus size. And then as it keeps going, you know, you can keep scrolling. It gets thinner and thinner and thinner. And I said to myself, no, one day I want to hop on and I want to be able to go and search fashion and not have to search specifically for a midsize or a plus size person. I want it to be integrated. I want it to be inclusive. And I want all different bodies to be able to show up. And the only way that we do that is if we show up. <laughs> yeah, we sh- I love that. We do segregate. It's like, okay, so if you're plus size and your friend is not, you can't even shop together because you're in totally together. different places. You're in totally exactly. different worlds. And I think that that's a really fair point to make. That's really the goal, isn't it? The inclusivity. And I do think there's a huge push in that direction. And a lot of it is not coming from the mainstream advertising world. It's coming from people like yourself who are putting themselves out there and saying, you know, I'm going to stand here and you're going to see it for what it is. And you're just going to have to be desensitized to it because I know you're used to seeing a thousand images of size zero for every one image of what a real woman looks like. Precisely. If it's in your face, you're bound (laughs) to see it and you're bound to normalize it. And it's really not anything to quote unquote normalize. It's just a body and bodies look different. And because of the fact that we've been fed media for such a long, long time and the messaging for such a long time that you have to look a specific way to be lovable or to be fashionable or to be, you know, fill in the blank. Um, it makes it really hard. We, we start embodying that and we start thinking, well, we can't do it. And so when it's in your face and you see someone else doing it unapologetically, it can be infectious. And so my overall goal would be number one, more than anything to empower women to love themselves, empower people to love themselves. But even if they can't get to that point to really not hate themselves, to get to that point of body neutrality, where they can look in the mirror and say, I have a body and it's sustaining my life, really just empower people to just have the power (laughs) to have the power to get dressed in the morning and to live authentically. And I think that that's a hard thing to do, but I would like to be a small portion of that for people. Yeah. One of your reels, you asked a very poignant question addressing body image. And it really struck me because you said something like, do I actually hate my body because I hate my body? Or do I hate it because society has told me I should hate my body? And that to me was profound because we are fed this steady diet of not enoughness as women. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that moment for yourself when you started to ask yourself those difficult questions. Of course, those are very difficult questions because they make us sit in some uncomfortable spots. I started taking the intentional journey of not hating what I looked in the mirror. And that is a difficult journey to take because again, media and not only media, family, friends, life, school, 
people in general have been for the longest time made to think that they have to fit a certain body image to feel loved, in order to be important, in order to be successful, in order to be able to influence. And so that was something that I grew up on. And it really was a very heavy weight on my shoulders. I always felt like I was a very confident person. I always felt like I had so much to share, but then every time I tried to do something or to make it known, I had all these barriers and all these walls where people would be like, no, you don't look the part. No, you don't have access to that because fashion isn't made for you. So all of those things were very real. I had to deal with these biases. I had to deal with this bullying and all of that. I don't want to take away because we've all dealt with some sort of being able to have to deal with that. And those are very real um, things that we're still dealing with and working through in the fashion industry and in life. But I started to try to dismantle some of the things that got turned into my voice that I internalized. And I realized, okay, there are some real boundaries, but what are some things that I can let go of that are causing me to dislike the way that I look in the mirror, that are causing me to not be happy with myself, that are causing me to hide behind my clothing? And so that is the moment when I started to ask myself these hard questions. And I said, okay, do I really genuinely dislike what I look like in the mirror? Do I genuinely, when I look in the mirror, think, wow, that's hideous. And when I truly answered that question for myself, I 100% answered with complete authority. No. I love what I see. I think I'm stunning. And I don't mean that in a boastful way. I mean that because I can look at myself and I see beauty. And I thought the the way I feel and not being able to see that is not because of me. It's because I've internalized all of the time that I've been told that by the outside world. I internalized that and the trauma of dealing with that made me not like myself. But when I really look in the mirror and I'm not comparing myself and I'm not listening to social media and I am looking at myself in an outfit, I think I am a beautiful human. And I think that we should be unapologetic about saying that regardless if we fit into that perfect bubble or not. I could not agree more. And I do love what you're saying because there is social conditioning to say you're not deserving of fashion. Um, You're not deserving to feel good about the way you look. And what you're talking about is gratitude, not boasting. I think there's something to be said for looking in the mirror and finding things in the reflection to be grateful for, because you have this body that has produced your children and you have this body that does the things it does for you and helps you in the ways it needs to. And to be able to find beauty in that with intention is really important. And I love this idea that we are deserving of fashion. This is not just for everyone else. Why not for us? And it really does take you into the research on both dopamine dressing and 
what's called enclosed cognition. And this idea of you're used to hearing negative voices, you need to combat those with positive voices. Likewise, being uncomfortable with talking in a shirt or showing a little midriff or whatever is a social conditioning that needs to be battled through action. And maybe at first it's uncomfortable. And maybe at first it doesn't feel authentic, but you try to look at it through the eyes of if this was a good friend wearing it, what would I think of the way it looked? And cognitive psychologists have been examining the psychological effects of wearing clothing on the person wearing them. And they coined this term in clothed cognition, and it's capturing the influence that clothes can have on our psychological well-being and our psychological processes, that we can look at ourselves in certain kind of clothing and feel different. So if we wear clothes that make us feel smart and empowered, and we go into that job interview, we may actually feel more confident. If we wear fun and playful, whimsical clothing that we will then feel whimsical and playful. The symbolic nature of the clothing we wear reflecting back on us and having that have an impact on the way we feel about ourselves and the way we feel about the world and the joy. I want to feel joyful. I don't want to feel sad. And that's what I love about your reels. I feel joyful. I feel inspired. And I feel like I want to do the hard work of being intentional about loving what I see in the mirror. Right. I, for so long, you get lost in that fashion is not fun because of the way that I look and I want to hide. So I'm going to put these clothes on my body just so I can disappear and not be put in the forefront. I got exhausted of doing that. I said, I don't like feeling like I want to disappear. I want to wear the colors. I want to wear the fashion. I want to make a statement. I don't want my statement to be, I'm hiding. I want my statement to show that I'm a confident person, to show that I'm approachable, that I'm lovable. Whatever I feel like actually saying that day with my clothes, I 100% believe that fashion can emulate how you want to feel that day, like you were saying. And so you just get to a point in your life when you're like, you know what? Enough is enough. Enough of listening to the exterior voices. It's time to start listening to the interior voices that you know are real. And so I started dressing so that other people could dress as well and feel that way. Because I thought to myself, if I'm feeling this way, there has to be other people that are feeling this way. I cannot be the only person that has had such a long time of trying to hide their body that we're just bursting at the seams um, to wear the clothing that we feel actually make us show up, you know? So yeah. And what a mindset shift that is. Think about that. Being trapped in the social conditioning of dressing in a way that is most flattering in ways that make us look thinner. And so much of the media messaging that's like, look at how this sucks you in. Look at how this hides this. Look at whole lines of clothing that are designed to shrink you or to make you feel smaller. And you're saying this is a mindset shift about expressing ourselves, our joy, our personality, our zest for life, fun, fashion, all of these things. That's a very different story than being trapped 
Absolutely. And why is our goal to want to shrink ourselves to our very smallest? I feel like we should take up space. And that doesn't have to be only physically. That could be emotionally. But they're constantly trying to shrink us into this tiny version of ourselves. And hey, if that's your thing and that's what you want to do, I also do not believe in shaming people and wearing what they want to wear. I 100% believe that fashion is for you. Style is your style. Whatever you want to wear, stop listening to what everybody says that you should. But also this constant feed for shrinking, shrinking, shrinking is just so unhealthy to think that I have to be the very, very smallest version of myself to be the best version of myself. And that's absolutely not true. Yeah, I love that because this isn't a matter of don't lose weight if you want to lose weight. This is about saying, by all means, if you feel healthier or like you have more energy or whatever, but love yourself in the moment you're in. Don't wait. I guess I would say, we don't want to defer joy and happiness until there's a perfect time for it. So by all means, you know, maybe you lose five pounds, 10 pounds. And if you're like the average American woman, you're constantly losing and gaining. And I think it is a profound, audacious journey to say, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to find a way to love the way I look at all those different places and all the different ways that my body presents itself at different times. You know, we have children, our bodies looked a certain way before they look a certain way later. I am now entering my fifties. My body's changing again. And for me, the real challenge and the real intention is to not just throw in the towel. I don't think any of us are saying that it's about saying I love myself exactly as I am right now. And yes, maybe I'll be a little thinner or maybe I'll be a little heavier, but I don't have to defer the joy of feeling good about myself and sacrifice happiness at the altar of perfection as though I'm not deserving of it until I'm quote unquote perfect by societal standards. Right. I love myself enough to love myself where I am now. And it really is that. And that was such an important point that you made with, I say it all the time, stop waiting to be this perfect quote-unquote version of yourself to truly start living your life. Your life is currently happening. And I know personally, and I can't speak for anyone else, but I know that this is something that resonates with people. I had a bucket list of things that I was going to do when I got thinner. At one point in my life, back in the day when I was lost in body image, I had this list of the things I was going to wear, the places I was going to go, the happiness I was going to feel. And when I started doing the hard work of understanding the issues that I had with my body image and how to push through that, I realized my life was passing me by. I wasn't in the photos that I wanted to be in. I wasn't in the memories that I wanted to create. I wasn't living the life that I had hoped for because I was just patiently waiting to be this different version of myself to enjoy it. But your life is currently happening and waiting for that moment where you're going to hit perfection, which is completely unrealistic expectation, is your life is passing you by. And I really am a firm believer that life is short. It's long, but it's short, you know, and enjoy it while you have it now and stop apologizing for the way that your body looks. You're right. I don't want to apologize like that to the world and none of us should. It's about, you know, this is the one short life we get to live, as you're saying, and I want to live it 
with zest and joy and expressing myself in ways that are fun and whimsical and that make me happy. Yes. And if I could just encourage people to continue the fight, I learned a lot about the fashion industry and I learned that for the longest time, they actually have a fit model and she's a certain size, a smaller size. And that's how they gauge how to make clothes around this one size. And it's so unfair because when you think of fashion, one size doesn't fit all. And they're working around this one size. And recently they have started to change the mold. And it's because people have pushed back. We have said enough is enough. We want accessible fashion. We want to wear what everyone else is wearing, just in a different size. And that has really made a difference. And so when I wake up and I do what I do, it is encouraging that conversation. It's encouraging that push forward to where right now you may not feel like you can wear the things that you want to wear. But one day, hopefully you will. And if you get to that moment, and I really pray that you do, that that fashion is accessible for you, that you have the ability to wear it because it's available. Yeah, I think that that's one of the most persuasive things that comes out of watching your reels is you doing some of the openings of clothing and you really show us two things. One, there are opportunities for all women in all sizes to have really cool, fun, playful clothing. And there are ways to take what's already in our wardrobe and make them more fun and playful because we're now looking at our clothing with new eyes, with eyes wide open to what the possibility of that clothing could be that maybe we thought, well, yeah, it fits, but is it flattering? Well, hell yeah, it's flattering. Look at what Veronica's wearing. That is flattering. And I always end every episode with a manifest statement. And I really want to say this today. We are all deserving of having fun with fashion. Fashion looks better when you feel good on the inside, but you can also feel better on the inside when you love how you look on the outside. So let's not wait to be a certain weight, to enjoy fashion, to do all the things. Like you said, let's not defer all the things till this perfect time. All warrior women deserve to step into our power and to feel confident, playful, sexy, and beautiful at any size. And I am so grateful, Veronica, for the work you are doing to help remind us of this. And I encourage listeners to check out your posts, all of them, because it is brilliant and I love it. So tell us where we can find you and I'll include it in the show notes as well. You're so kind. Thank you. Uh, Yes, I am very active on TikTok and I'm very active on Instagram. Unfortunately, they're different names. (laughs) For TikTok, it's at Veronica Freund. That is my name. And for Instagram, it's at Veronica underscore Freund 87. Um, And both of those handles are also good for my other social media. I am on Pinterest because I want the world to see this body on different sizes. So I'm on Pinterest and I'm also on YouTube. So you can basically find me anywhere. And I also have a website, (laughs) veronicafroin.com. Great, Veronica. Now, if a person wanted to invite you to speak or give a presentation, would they go through your website? They can go on my website. They can go on any of my social medias. They're all, they all have links to my link tree and on my link tree, it's got my email, but I also have a business email, Veronica Freund business at gmail.com. Email me at any time. And I definitely respond pretty quickly through there. Wonderful. I'll be sure to include all of that. This has been so much fun. I could talk to you forever. Um, (laughs) I look forward every day to opening up my phone and finding your new reels and finding new outfits and having more fun with all of it and just thinking a little bit differently. And I'm really grateful to you for all you're doing. 
I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this time. And I'm grateful for the platform that I have to empower women to feel their best. Thank you so much. Thank you. For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback. So please email me at drdsimone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast. And a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Women podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.